That's a song. It is actually a song. Ha, praise God. Okay. Let's pray. And get into the word. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity we have now to spend this time in your word. Thank you for what you have prepared for us. We thank you, Father, that you've helped us prepare for the word. Now, we pray that the word would go forth unhindered, unchecked by any outside force, that every distraction attempt from the enemy would be stopped now, and that, God, that five-mile bloodline is all around this place, and nothing will stop the word of God from going forth tonight. We receive the word of God with meekness, knowing it's able to save our souls. And we receive the word of God as it is in truth, your word, which works effectively in those who believe. Tonight, we receive your word. Thank you that it'll help transform our lives as we renew our minds by it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. Praise God. All right. All right. Praise God. We're talking again about miracle business. Miracle business. This is part six and uh, the final. This is the final part of miracle business as far as I'm concerned. Unless God gives a different idea. And I have to go with him. But as far as I know, this is the final. This is it. This is it. Amen. Now, we've been talking about, I was telling you Sunday, how wealth has been Satan's stronghold in the earth. How many understand that? That the devil knows that in order to maintain control of the affairs of humanity, he has to maintain control of the wealth. We all grew up hearing something called the golden rule, the golden rule, do unto others as you will have them to do unto you. And people attributed that to Abraham Lincoln, but really that was Jesus. Jesus spoke it centuries before Abraham Lincoln was even thought of. Okay, that was Jesus' words. Amen. Uh, but the, the golden rule in the real world, in other words, uh, once you get out of school, in the real world, the golden rule is whoever has the gold makes the rules. And so Satan knows he has to maintain control of the gold, of all the wealth I'm talking about, in order to maintain control of the world. I think it's 1 John 5, uh, verse 19, I think it is, that says the whole world lies under the sway or the control of the wicked one. So no doubt Satan's controlling this whole planet. Amen? And he does it with money. Ecclesiastes 10, 19, money answers all things. So as long as he controls the money, and the people with the money, then he can control all the affairs of humanity. Okay? Proverbs 22, verse 7 says, The rich rules over the poor. Golden rule. The rich rule rules over the poor. And to boot, the borrower is servant. Some translations say the word slave to the lender. That's how when I, when I first saw that slave to the lender, that made me upset. I said, don't Slave, I can't be nobody's slave. <laughs> Some of y'all have to just get upset finally. Some of y'all aren't upset yet. But when you get upset and say, I ain't gonna be nobody's slave. I was 12 years a slave. 20 years a slave, right? Can't be nobody's slave. So the rich was over the poor. Proverbs 10 verse 15 says this. The rich man's wealth is his strong city or stronghold. Then it goes on to say the destruction of the poor is their poverty. So notice wealth gives people a stronghold, but 
poverty brings destruction. Okay, nobody's, nobody, nobody knows about poverty. Okay? Poverty is not from God. I don't care what any priest told you. Poverty is not from God. I don't care what any, any religious preacher has told you. Poverty is not from God. It's not of God. It doesn't please God. He doesn't get any glory out of poverty. In fact, he hates poverty. He hates poverty. You know, when... Uh, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 3 and also Exodus chapter 6 when God told Moses, he said, I've seen the oppression of my people. That word oppression is the Hebrew word oni, O-I-N-Y, which means affliction, misery, and poverty. God says, I've seen the affliction, the misery, and the poverty, or the affliction, poverty, and misery. I think it's in that order because poverty causes misery. So God said, Moses, I've seen the affliction, the poverty, and the misery of my people, and I've come down to deliver them. So God wants to deliver out of affliction. He wants to deliver out of poverty. He wants to deliver out of misery. I wish I had a couple more amens, but it's all right if I don't get any. I brought a couple with me. Hallelujah. God hates poverty because notice what we saw, the rich rules over the poor. And God never meant for anybody to rule over anybody else. So poverty can't be from God. And then poverty, Proverbs 18, 23 tells me that poverty turns people into beggars. Notice it says in there in Proverbs 18, 18 23 that the, the poor use entreaties or the poor, other translations say the poor have to beg. And the Bible says, David said, I've been young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, come on, nor is seed begging bread. Y'all got that? So God doesn't want his people poor. Glory to God. In fact, Proverbs 30 verse 9 tells me that poverty can lead to stealing and shame. Proverbs 30 verse 9 says, lest I be full and deny you and say who is the Lord, or lest I be poor and still, and then profane or shame the name of my God. Hallelujah. Now I'm wondering, are y'all sticking with me tonight? I wonder, I wonder y'all understanding this mandate for kingdom, for covenant wealth that God has given, okay? Because God needs us to not be under the rule of wicked men. To not be under, under the control of wicked systems. Okay? So he wants to do something for us. Proverbs 21, verse 22. I gave you that last week. Look at, look, go right to the passage translation for me, please. Proverbs 21, verse 22 in the passage translation. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and does what? Releases regional breakthrough. I got three readers. Releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. So a warrior filled with wisdom. Now, Jesus came, according to Isaiah 11, in the spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11 mentions that the spirit of wisdom, and might, and so forth. And then, I think it's 1 Corinthians 2, 30, talks about he's made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So he is wisdom, personified. So a warrior filled with wisdom, Jesus ascended into the high place. 
God. Put Psalm 6819 up in the King James Version. Psalm 6819 in the King 18 and 19. Psalm 68 verse 18 and 19 in the King James Version. Because we just read a warrior sends into the high place and releases regional breakthrough. So let's see what Jesus did to fulfill that scripture. It says, Thou hast, this is about Jesus, ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive, took, took control over captivity, took control over the bondage, right? And it says, thou hast received gifts for men. Oh, my. We're talking about releasing regional breakthrough. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Now, read the next verse. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. So what he went up there and got, he loads us daily with these benefits. So he ascended on high, and he released a regional breakthrough. Well, you regional, that means a certain area. Well, for him, the region is, is earth. There, there, there are three regions when you talk about, about uh, real things. The heavenly region, the earth region, and the region under the earth. That's what, that's what the reason that your Bible names. So he released a regional breakthrough. Heaven didn't need a breakthrough. Y'all miss it. Heaven doesn't need a breakthrough. You're not going to need any money, anything in heaven. And that's why so, much, so many body Christ trying to hurry up and get there. Well, they, they say they're trying to hurry up and get there, but as soon as the COVID come out, they try to do everything they can to stay alive. I'm just telling people, I'm just, I just want to go to heaven. Well, go ahead and go then. They don't really, they don't. Want to go to heaven, but they're too scared to die. So, so heaven doesn't need it. It's it needed on earth. And in hell ain't nothing you can do with it. Your money ain't going to do any good in hell. Hallelujah. So the Lord did that for us, released a regional breakthrough for us. Hallelujah. And so he needs us to walk in this, in this covenant wealth so that we can get his will done. How many of y'all understand this in this hour we need our own satellites? My wife and I, before we came, we saw this video about this, uh, like, a, look, like a tour bus, but it's more, more like a uh, personalized charter bus. I mean, it was beautiful, beautiful bus laid out. And she was saying, you know, we're going to need those things in the church because for us to be, you know, if, I'm talking about if you're not going to get vaccinated. Come on, if you're not going to get vaccinated, you're going to need some, we're going to need transportation that we can take a bunch of us somewhere. Right? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I hope y'all watched that video I sent out on the, uh, on the app the other day. It was worth your time if you watched that, that app. You watch, watch that video. Hallelujah. Now let's go right to 2 Kings 4. because We have little time tonight. 2 Kings 4, we've been looking at a woman, this widow woman and her sons, who they're in serious, serious financial trouble. I don't know how many of you all have ever been in serious financial trouble, but I know what it's like to be in serious financial trouble. 
Some of y'all, you've been there, but you just ain't going to say nothing. I have been in serious financial trouble. I was, I was telling them in staff meeting yesterday, mentioned it this morning after prayer about, about how my wife and I would be so thankful to get those little $25 gift cards. Her dad would get these gift cards from his job and everything, and, and he, he wasn't going to use them because he's a 70s man. And so he said, yeah, you know, use the gift cards. So get them gift cards to us. Well, we thank you, $25 gift cards. Thank you. When it's a family of six, and matter of fact, at that time, we had three of them that were either in pampers or pull-ups. At the same time, three. So, boy, that meant we can go get some pull-ups or something. Some pampers, praise the Lord. See, none of y'all, y'all, y'all don't know about financial trouble. <laughs> praise God. So, they're in trouble, but they have this prophet that they go to, right? Elisha. All right? And the good thing about them, though they're in trouble, they, she knows to go to this prophet, the man of God, and get an, a prophetic instruction. One prophetic instruction can change your life. Now, Elisha was not a financial guru. He wasn't. Elisha wasn't some financial guru. He's a man of God. But she tapped on it. Y'all, she, she tapped on, on, on that anointing. And here comes wisdom from heaven. He's just a vessel. He's just a vessel. Glory to God. And when she tapped on that, here comes the wisdom from heaven right through him, through his mouth. Okay? Now, here they are, and they need some help. And so... <clears throat> They were suddenly thrust into a miracle business. This is what we've been basing this on the last five messages. They're suddenly thrust. Everybody say suddenly. suddenly. See? This, I don't, we don't know how long they've been in this mess. But it's probably been a mess a long time even before the husband died. Borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Going from pillar to post. Just trying to hold on. Trying to make all the ends meet. And they obviously couldn't make all the ends meet. That's why he kept borrowing. I mean, they're in serious financial straits. Because according to her in verse 1 of of 2 Kings 4, it's so bad that the creditors coming to take away her two sons to be slaves. Now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he had had a couple, the washing machine was in the kid's name or something. I don't know what it was. But they're coming to get the boys. I know some of y'all used to have your, you, you had a water bill way before you knew you had a water bill. Light bill was in your child name. You poor child don't even know it. I'm building credit. No, no, it's because your credit wouldn't get it. So they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Hallelujah. But God specializes in suddenness. How many of y'all know that? God specializes in things that seem impossible. He can do what no other power only the Holy Ghost power can do. You see? Remember Joseph was suddenly prime minister of Egypt? Daniel was suddenly a ruler in Babylon? 
See, God, it doesn't matter how, how long it's been or, what, or how deep it is, God can suddenly get you out. And this woman and her children, her sons, experienced a suddenly blessing in their lives. Now, let's go back over this here because I gave you a couple of these already. In uh, verse 1, again, we're in trouble. The creditor's going to take away our sons. Verse 2, here comes the, the wisdom. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And I showed, I share with you, first of all, you got to, when God's going to put you in this kind of thing, or when, even when you're trying to build a business or build a ministry, whatever it is you're going to build with God involved, you, you got to know what are your resources? What do you have? What do you have in your house? What are your possessions? Everybody say possessions. And we got to analyze, take an inventory of what's your possession because God, he will make sure that there's something that you have already that you can use to help get you out of the situation that you're in. In fact, if you were to look at verse 2 in the Amplified Bible, they can put it up on the screen for us. Verse 2 in the Amplified Bible, he asked ask her, what do you have of sale value? S-A-L-E. What do you have of sale value? Not, not just what you got laying around. What do you have of sale value? Now, that's, that's a word to somebody. I'm, I'm going to give a little side word here. When you're in debt and try to get, trying to get out of debt, there might be some things you need to sell. Now, you might not be on the brink of bankruptcy, but if we, you really get serious about getting out of debt, and nothing, nothing precious. Now, it's even worse if your ship is going down. If your ship is going down, remember in Acts 27, when Paul was on that ship, they were on their way to, to, to Rome, and that ship was going, getting to go down. The Bible says the men begin to lighten the ship. Throw some stuff overboard. Hey, we're going down. We better save our lives than to save this stuff. Same thing when Jonah. When Jonah was on that, on that ship, on his way to Tarshish, and that ship was going down, people, they started throwing stuff overboard. Hey, let's, I, I don't want to save the stuff. Save us. And sometimes people hold on to their stuff too long. See, but when you're tired of being a slave, ain't nothing more valuable than my freedom. That's how it was when my wife and I sent that beautiful truck. We had that beautiful truck, boy, that full-size Yukon Denali XL. was beautiful, boy. It was presidential. It was presidential, boy. And we sent that thing back, not because we couldn't afford it. We could afford it. We weren't behind on a payment. The people told us, just, just keep it two more months. Just change your mind. I mean, we had, we had already paid off one car with the same company. We had a good report. Not late, not behind. They said, just keep it. And I said, no, no, you can come get it. <laughs> you can come get it. I, I want my freedom. freedom. I asked, asked my spiritual dad, I said, Dad, what are they going to say when we send this, when, when we what are the church going to say when we send the truck back? He said, they're going to say you're trying to get out of debt. That's what they're going to say. Now, some people might have said that, but some people said, oh, they must be struggling. Oh, it wasn't about struggling. It was about, no, we just want to get out of debt. So what do you have? Anyway, anyway, let me keep it going, let me keep it going, let me keep it going. That's a, that was a side message right there, okay? So, what are your possessions? Everybody say possessions. Write, write, write that down. Possessions. I'm going to give you a few P's up here. Possessions. Possessions. Exodus 4.2, the Lord said to Moses, 
What is that in your hand? He said, a rod. You get over in chapter 14, and they're at the Red Sea, and they can't get across the Red Sea. And God said, take your rod that you have. We don't have a boat, Lord. We don't have an ark. We don't have a ship. How are we going to get across this sea? What do you have in your hand? Okay, we'll use that. See, God, he knows how to take something you already have to get you where you need to be. How many of y'all remember David in 1 Samuel 17 when he went there down there to uh, take his brother some cheese and bread and stuff like that and this giant Goliath is there? I don't want to take this much time, but I just got to say this stuff. That giant is down there and he ends up going to fight against that giant. The Bible said that he had a sling in his hand. See? He had to use what he had. See, the, uh, Saul was trying to offer him something. He said, no, that ain't going to work. He had the sling in his hand. Now, something, something stuck out to me about that, Daniel, is that somebody's going to catch something right here, hopefully. He had the sling in his hand. Now, he was going down there not to fight. He wasn't going hunting. He was going as a delivery boy for his father to bring bread and cheese, but he had a slingshot on him. Now, what that means to me is that he used something that he always had on him. Now, maybe you think, people are sitting here struggling, broke, trying to get by, but you always got your cell phone on you. Smartphones. Smartphones. And don't even sit down and say, well, Lord, how can I make this smartphone work for me? Because you have more technology in your smart, let me hold that phone. There's more technology in your hand than they used to get us to the moon the first trip. Y'all missed what I said. There is more technology and more power that you're carrying in your pocket, in your purse, than they used to get us to the moon. All the technology, all the computers. Yeah, they were using chalkboards, that movie. I mean, they, you can do more on this than they can do in all that big old computer room. How many of y'all saw that movie, Hidden Figures? Oh, that, there's more on, in your pocket. But Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wasting money, wasting time, and there's, there's a potential money-making machine in your hand. David had it on him. You know, that, that's the whole idea behind Uber and Lyft and Instacart and Shipped. That people, you already have a car. Sitting in the driveway doing nothing. So let's use your car. What you already have. See, are y'all catching what I'm saying to you? Some, sometimes people sit there, oh, I wish I had something. God said, you got something already. Glory to God. Number two. Number two. I can keep going with that. There's a whole lot more to that. 
okay? But God will take what's in your hand, what's in your possession, what you already possess. Everybody possesses time. Everybody possesses energy. Everybody has some sort of material thing you already possess. Glory to God. There's, there's some expertise or some skill you already have. I told you about that lady who came to clean our house and when my wife was down, she got time. <laughs> she had time. No. She, yeah, she wasn't getting enough hours at her job. So there's time I got. I can clean. Glory to God. At $30 an hour. glory to God number two he told her verse three well she said in verse two all I have is this jar of oil just don't forget that later on okay but that's her possession notice he didn't say man well you out of luck (laughs) he didn't say that's all he said okay okay Now, this is what you're going to do. Go and borrow vessels from everywhere. Now, remember I told you you got a number two is gather whatever you need. All right? Preparation. Preparation. Whether you're business, whether you're ministry, you got to have some preparation. There's some things you got to put together. Nothing just going to come to you. You just got to start preparing. You're not selling anything. You have a product yet. You don't have have anything, but you're preparing. You start gathering what you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember I told you David had a slingshot, but he didn't have any stones. Oh, y'all missed it. He had a slingshot, but he didn't have any stones. So he had to go down there to the brook and gather some stones. See, just so happened he was by a brook. Just so happened there were stones there. Just so happened. No, God set it up for him. You see, and I told you God will set you up and he'll have everything you need, and it may be in someone else's house, but he'll have exactly what you need, and he'll give you favor with somebody to grant you what you request. Okay? So preparation. Preparation. I got to start getting ready. If you're expecting God to move, we sing it. I'm expecting great things. Well, start preparing for it. Start preparing. Don't sit there, I'm just waiting on God. No, child, God is waiting on you. He is waiting on you. Okay, number three. He said, when you go borrow, he said, do not gather just a few. So I talked to you about expecting much. I told you vessels determine volume, right? This is a matter right now of potential. Okay, so we got possessions. You start your preparation. Now we start thinking about potential. Remember, I told you, don't ever plan small and expect God to get involved. Don't ever plan small and expect God to get involved. You got to think, what's the potential of what I'm going to do? Most times, people, people, when they say, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to get out of debt. Or I'm just trying to get, you know, get a little extra money to pay this, help, help pay this light bill or you know, get my child tuition paid or whatever you're trying to do. And you're thinking something small and you don't even think about the potential of what you have. Can y'all tolerate this kind of talk? I'm, I'm trying to speak to, your, to your, your king nature. You know, the Bible says he's made us a nation of kings and priests. I'm trying to speak to your king nature. Kings go out and conquer. 
Kings go out and subdue. Kings bring in revenue. So you have possessions. You just got to go back and inventory what you have. Lord, what can you do with this? I want to win souls. Well, okay, what do you have? I got a voice. I got contacts. I got Facebook. Turn your Facebook into a soul winning machine. Did, did, y'all, did y'all watch prayer this morning? I told you, prayer, you, you got to work for the kingdom. Y'all work is the reap. Is the reap souls. And he said, he that reaps receives wages. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. what John 4 says? If we reap, talking about reaping souls, we receive wages. Yes, sir. So God can pay you right there. Boy, y'all don't get excited about that. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, so possessions, preparation. Now think about potential. Potential. If God's going to get involved, it's not going to be small. And what you might see is how can I sell a dozen cookies? And God's thinking uh, uh, famous Amos. He's thinking. <laughs> and many times, because you don't see the potential, you approach it small. Because you don't see it. So one thing we got to do is say, Lord, help us to see the potential of this. Help me to see beyond just my uh, contact list. Help me to see beyond just my neighborhood. Help me to see beyond just EGCC. Make me some cookies and I'm going to sell them at EGCC. That's wonderful. That's nice. But you're not going to finance mission work like that. I'm not picking on cookies. I mean, my son does that. But we've been talking about, okay, how do we, how do we take that to the next level? Them good cookies. They, got, they have potential to go everywhere. So what we've been discussing is, okay, how do we, how do we uh, start to be able to package them to ship them? See? You have to think, what's the potential? Because, I mean, uh, St. Petersburg's got a quarter million residents, 274,800 residents in just St. Petersburg. Pinellas County has, is bordering on a million right now. Tampa Bay area is three point something million right now. Florida's 22 million people in just in Florida. You ever heard of a word called market share? <laughs> Potential. I'm talking, I'm talking about he, the man of God told her, do not borrow just a few. He's telling her, I want you to see the great potential in what's about to happen in your life. She don't know. She has no clue. But I want you to see potential. So when you prepare, don't prepare small. Psalm 72 verse 18 says, bless me the Lord God who only does wondrous things. He only does wondrous things. Give me that same verse in the Passion Translation, please. Psalm 72, verse 18 in the Passion Translation. Praise forever, Jehovah God, the God of Israel. He's the one and only God of wonders, surpassing every expectation. Surpassing every expectation. So when you say I'm expecting great things, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got no clue. 
Because as great as you expect, he said, I surpassed that. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Hallelujah. Okay, let's keep going here. So we also dealt with this next thing. Sunday, this is where we got stuck, and I was glad we did. Because uh, he said here, when you go borrow, he said, when you have come in, verse 4, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Shut the door behind you and your sons. So we talked dealing with Sunday, uh, who's on your team? Team up. And I talked about how when something has great potential, you're going to need to partner with other people. There's no way this ministry could be what it, what it is without all of you. I'm not a ministry. I'm in ministry, but we are the ministry. We're all workers together for the kingdom of God. And to get everything we need done, done in, this, in this city, in this region, across the world, we partner with other ministries. Glory to God. We don't have a current food pantry, but we support on a regular basis a food pantry right here in this area. On a regular basis. Because they, have, they, they already have the resources. They're already prepared. So because we can help fund it, we, we fund them. We don't have our own prison ministry, but we support three of them on a regular basis. We haven't built an orphanage yet, but right now we're supporting four of them. Tampa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Haiti. We're, we're taking, not Haiti, no, I'm sorry, three of them. So we're taking care of all of them. Y'all follow what I'm saying? See, we have to partner, partner with other people to get the job done. Because the vision is beyond just these four walls. So when God gives you big vision in business or in ministry, you're going to have to partner with people, but you've got to be careful who you partner with. That's what I want to bring across. You don't go partnering with everybody. You've got to choose your team wisely. Remember I showed you in Luke 6, 12 and 13, how Jesus prayed all night? Then he came down and chose the apostles. He didn't, he didn't choose before he prayed. I say he didn't choose before he prayed. Because you're going to be spirit-led on this, right? I told you no unbelievers. I'll say it again to help yourself. No unbelievers. Why? 2 Corinthians 6, 14, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Then I went over to John 8, 44 and showed you why not. Put John 8, 44 on the screen because you got to see why not. Why don't I partner with unbelievers? Because of this. Jesus told some unbelievers, he said, you are of your father the devil. So some people's father today in 2021 is the devil. We are not all God's children. I'm saying it to the camera. We are not all God's children. Now God created all of us, but some people have gone and have uh, entered into a covenant with death an agreement with hell. They've made the devil their father. They hate God. So he said, you of your father the devil, and notice this, and the desires of your father you want to do. So those who are of the devil, they do the desires of their father. Now you don't want that kind of person partnering on your team. Because they're going to do what the devil desires. They're going to steal, they're going to kill, and they're going to destroy. And they sure enough going to lie. 
Well, what happened to all that? Oh, I don't know. They're being embezzling. Just taking all your money. You look up one day and the whole pension is gone. Have we seen that happening? Okay. So, write this down. Write this down. Supernatural business or ministry cannot be headed by carnally minded people. Supernatural business or ministry cannot be headed led by carnally minded people. You cannot afford to have people who only think carnally on your team. Not in leadership. Well, I don't know anybody saved who 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 has expertise in this area. You haven't searched enough. You haven't prayed enough about it. You haven't prayed enough about it. You don't think God has Holy Ghost filled accountants? Holy Ghost filled financial advisors? Holy Ghost filled web designers? Holy Ghost filled marketing people? You don't think God has Holy Ghost filled people? Trained and skilled in Holy Ghost filled? See? Well, I'm just going to take, well, you're going you're gonna to deal with, deal with the consequences thereof. Now notice she said, he told her, uh, you and your sons. Why you and your sons? On your team, you need people with different strengths. You don't need everybody on the team does the same thing. You need people with different strengths. They, they could collect. They could carry. She couldn't carry. They could carry. She could pour. It's pretty plain to me. She could pour, but she couldn't carry. These young, younger men, they strong. So you need people who are strong where you're weak. You see, I couldn't, I couldn't do everything Pauline does. I can do everything Pastor Kim does. I can do everything Kirkland does. I'm talking about that's the daily staff we have. I can do everything everybody does. I can, there's no way in the world. I got to have people who are strong where I'm weak. And not be threatened. Oh, you see, you see what I'm saying to you? Thank you, Lord. All right, let's keep going here. Let's keep going here. All right. So he said, when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour. Okay, so she went from him and shut the door. So notice the instruction here is to shut the door. Why shut the door? Now, I give you possessions, preparation, potential, partnership. That was the last one about who's on your team. Now, this one is about protection. Protection. He told them to shut the door because, one, you're going to close out on the natural and step into the supernatural. They're getting ready to go into, into the Holy Ghost lab. Remember, all she has, Michelle, is this little jar of oil. Now she got a thousand big old vessels. They're, you know, 10,000. I, I don't know how many neighbors she had, but they, they, he told them to get a lot. They got a house full of vessels. She's going to pour up this little old thing. And so you got to, one, make sure you protect your environment. 
Because you cannot allow doubt and unbelief into your environment. In the world, in the humanism, they, they talk about negativity. You don't want negative energy. Now, we don't go talk about energy. We don't, we're not talking about negative energy and positive energy. We're talking about faith versus fear and doubt and unbelief. We've got to keep, faith, keep fear out. Keep doubt out. Keep unbelief out. This is going to be a supernatural thing, and every, not all men have faith. So I'm, I'm going to let, it's going to be me and my sons, the ones who got the word. We got the word. So auntie them may not understand. Anybody have an auntie them? Cousin Pete may not understand what God's doing in my life. And I don't need Cousin Pete coming in and interrupting me to my, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? I don't make no sense what y'all doing. No, we're doing what God told us to do. You say, I don't like that, Uncle Pete. Go on to sit down. I'll call you if I need you. But right now, I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a time with God. They shut, them, they shut the door. They shut everything else out and just shut themselves in with God. George Washington Carver talks about how he got all the revelation he got on the peanut and all the other, all, all other things when he went into the lab and shut himself in, just him and God. No test tubes, no Bunsen burners, no beakers, no nothing, no equipment, just his Bible, a tablet, and a writing instrument. And prayed. And God revealed all kind of mysteries to him. See? So when you are going to operate with God, you've got to get into a place where it's just you and God. Just you and God. God, I got, I got to shut the door. And one of the reasons why we get stuck many times is because we don't shut the door and we keep letting other, other, other dynamics in, other uh, opinions in, and other attitudes and other ideas in. Well, if I was you, I'd do it. This ain't, this ain't you. You ain't me. I'm doing this with God. I got a God idea. I got a God idea. I got a God vision. I have a God dream. Paul said, when I first heard, uh, had my vision, when I first heard from God, I did not consult with the flesh. You got to make sure you don't consult with flesh about what God said. Now, that don't mean you don't get counsel, but make sure the counsel is godly counsel and not fleshly counsel. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands on the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law. He's going to meditate day and night. God, show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me the next step. Show me how to do this. I've never done this before. I don't, I don't have any expertise. I don't have any training. But God, you can show me how to do this. Holler at your neighbor and say, shut the door. Can I give you an example of this? Look at 2 Kings chapter 4. You're still there, right? This is, this is another story that happened right after this. Look at verse 32 through 35. Same man of God. Verse 32. Remember the woman of Shunem? That great woman took care of him, and God blessed her with, her own, with a son, but the son died. Verse 32. When Elijah came into the house, there was a child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them. 
and prayed to the Lord. Y'all see that? You see what you need to do? Shut the door behind you and pray to the Lord. Glory to God. How many understand that God has all the wisdom of the universe? That God knows market trends? He knows what the market is going to do before the market knows what the market is going to do. He knows what the next hottest product is going to be before the, next, before the prognosticators know what the next hot product is going to be. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you, he'll make the hot product. Catch this, verse 34, 34. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on, on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. Could you imagine if he had left the door open, people would have been thinking? Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Can you imagine if Elijah had left the door open? That man crazy. What are you doing to your son? That boy? He shut the door and he got Holy Ghost instruction. And he had to do something that looked totally crazy. God may make you do something that's totally insane to this world. But that's what the working of miracles is all about. The, oh my God, y'all better grab this. The working of miracles is you're going to do a work that may look crazy. That, that's why we've heard men of God talking about kicking someone off the stage. And they get healed. None of y'all know anything about that. Men of God have talked about people, ch a child will come and they're sick and they bring them to the stage and the Holy Ghost say, kick them. <laughs> Bam! And they come up healed. Punch them in the gut. Boom! And they healed. Now, if you had time to think about that, you'd be like, no, Lord. You know, if the end of the world saw that, boy, that CNN would be all over you so tight. Man, a pastor abuses people on stage. Somebody say, shut the door. You got to shut the door on doubt and unbelief. Only allow faith in your atmosphere. You in verse 34? Give me verse 35. Let's finish this off. Verse 35. Verse 35. Now, this is after the miracle's taking place in private. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself out on him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Now, people were watching that. They would have thought this man is a lunatic. But he wasn't. He was listening to the Holy Ghost. What do, what do I do? What do I do? Keep, keep going. Give me verse 36. Because verse 6, one of them is going to tell us what happened. 36 or something. You got it. The next verse. Is there verse 36? And he called Gehazi and said, call her. She like woman. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, pick up your son. See, this after the miracle has been worked, now you let the other people in. That means you don't run and tell everybody. You don't run and tell everybody. You don't run and tell everybody. Because not all men have faith. Glory to God. Give me Luke 8, 49 through 55. I'm going to show you this, this is the trend in the Bible. This is how you got to behave yourself. Luke 8, 49 through 55. While he was still speaking, someone came from the rule of, of the synagogue's house. This is Jairus. 
saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. Remember, Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. And they came and said, don't trouble him anymore. Keep going, please. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. Come on. Come on. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except he guarded the atmosphere. He didn't let anybody go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl, the people who had a vested interest in this girl being raised. Because you, you know it was that mother who sent Jairus. Jairus, I know you're a synagogue ruler, but what this synagogue doing ain't working. There's a man named Jesus coming down the road. Get up, get everything, get, get ready, go, because my baby is sick. Go talk to him. But what are the people in the synagogue going to say? Jairus, I don't care what people in the synagogue going to say. She probably slapped her fingers, don't you? I don't want to hear about them inside. Go get Jesus for my baby. Don't let my baby die, Jairus. You see their faith here? So Peter, James, John, the mother and the father, and Jesus, only ones that allowed into that room. Now watch this. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep, for she is dead. She is not dead, but sleeping. He said, she's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. They went from crying to now ridiculing him. They're laughing. I think King James says, laugh him to scorn. Here they are. They, they went straight. You can tell people crazy. They're natural. They went from crying and weeping, ooh, 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 to now they laughing at him. But people will laugh at you when you have a thus said the Lord. And you can't let their laughs, you can't let their mocking, you can't let their ridicule stop you from doing what God is showing you to do. So they ridicule him knowing that she was dead. We're going to see how much they know. Keep going. But he put them all outside. He put them all outside. So he cleansed the atmosphere of all the doubt and unbelief. Took her by the hand and called, saying, little girl, arise. Keep going, please. Keep going. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. Y'all got this? Say, shut the door. See, this is about protecting your atmosphere. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily you're going to go inside your room and close your physical door. Now, you may have to do that if there's doubt and unbelief in your house. You may have to close your door. But it's talking about shutting out those who are going to try to oppose you and stop you and talk you out of what God is showing you. Okay? Last place, Matthew 6, verse 6. This is the instruction of Jesus. He says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have, shut your door. Pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So he said, when you go into your prayer place, you got to shut your door. He's saying, shut out all the other distractions. Turn your phone off. Get in real secret place with him. How many of y'all, your phone want to go off all, I mean, just as soon as you start praying, your phone just all the notifications. You just turn it off. Do not disturb. Well, I'll get up early in the morning. 
Man, emails come through all night long. If you have Facebook, I don't, but if you have Facebook and Twitter, they're going to see notifications all night long. You have to turn everything off. And, but notice what it says here, D, that the father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So whatever God gives you to do, whatever he shows you to do, you're going to do it in secret, but the reward is going to come openly. Isn't it funny, that woman back in 2 Kings 4, you know all the neighbors knew about what was going on. You know the neighbors sitting there looking in the window and they see the bad cop truck pulling up. <laughs> taking our furniture out the house. Oh, that's so sad. They see the tow truck. They hear it in the middle of the night. Here come the tow truck. Shing, 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 shing. None of y'all know about them chains. I know about them chains, boy. I know about, matter of fact, I know about nighttime chains, daytime chains. I had one car I had one time. They, they got it from my job. But, you know, I was like, they can have that one because that, 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 that car needed a tow truck anyway. <laughs> that car needed a tow truck. I'm like, God bless y'all. I, I'll give y'all a quarter here. Take that thing. It did. One day I was driving that car, man. It was an old car I bought of this of this girl, and uh, man, I'm driving that car, and it was a, it was a, it was a raggedy piece of something, and I'm driving, flying down I-275. I get between 38th Avenue exit and 54th Avenue exit, and bam, my hood flies up right up on me. So my hood came up, and it is up against my windshield, and I can't see. I'm like, oh Lord, oh, have mercy. I'm trying to get over to the edge, and I'm like, I thank God for his angels that got me off 275 with that bam. <laughs> and the rest, the rest of the time I had that car, the, car, the hood had a big old dent in it like this. So when they can't pick it up, I was like, well, I can have that one. Well, it was ragged the car. How you how you how you had you repress a, a ragged the car? Cause you back then you get something called a title loan. See, none of y'all know about being broke. None of y'all know about being poor. You you could go down and get a title loan on your car. Title loan people sent somebody to come get my car. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. So this woman has been through all the shame and embarrassment. They've watched, they've seen. And then they have sympathy on her. Because when they went to borrow all the vessels, they're like, well, yeah, it's the least we can do for Mabel. Here, just take, take these vessels. You understand the amount of shame that she's dealt with? But in that secret place, with God, he moved mightily. And he said, I'm going to reward you openly. So now the next time she comes back out, she's going to come out a different woman. 
They're going to come out of different family. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's keep going. I got just a few minutes to finish this. So we got our possessions. We got our preparation. We got our potential. We got our partnership. Now, I've taught you about protection. You got you to protect what God gives you. You know, here's the truth. Let me just throw a little side thing in here. When, God, when you do get ideas, like invention ideas, you got to protect that. Don't go tell everybody about you the idea that God gave you. If you're going to show anybody and make them sign the NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. What's that? Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12 in the King James, that he gives us witty ideas and inventions. So wisdom, from wisdom we get witty ideas and inventions. So, so we, there are things that God will show you. You can't go tell everybody. Protect. Protect. And God, ask the Lord to show me who to tell, who to talk to. Do you understand everything I'm talking about is about being spirit-led? I may be talking about a natural thing, but it must be spirit-led. They that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay? God said, I'm going to teach you how to profit, Isaiah 48, 17. Okay? All right. Next thing. Now, verse 5, 2 Kings 4, verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. See, the boys bringing the vessels? They're carrying it. And she poured it out. They brought, she poured. They brought, she poured. Now, she's pouring out of her little jar. Remember that she told a man, all I have is this little jar of oil. And then she's filling up vessels. And she poured it out. Verse 6, now it came to pass when the vessels were full. Now, they had a lot of vessels. And it says, and they were full all of her little jar. This is supernatural. That's what I'm trying to get everybody to understand. She said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is another vessel. So the oil ceased. So as much as they prepared for, as much potential as they saw, is that, de that determined how much the oil flowed. God will release as much as you prepare for. Right? Right? So I'm telling you, don't prepare small. Thank you, Lord. All right, now let me get to this last one here, or second to the last one maybe. She went then to, in verse 7, came and told the man of God. Because all he had given her instruction for so far was how to fill it, how to get this stuff full. But what do I do now? I'm in, this, is, this, is this a business? See, she don't know that she's about, about, about to sell anything. Right. Up to this point, she doesn't know. <laughs> so she goes back and gets more instruction. And now the man of God says this. Go sell the oil and pay your debt. So the next thing I want you to do, or what you got to understand, is Promotion. Promotion, P-R-O-M-O-T-I-O-N, promotion. He says, sell the oil. Sell the oil. Now, this promotion, I don't, I'm not talking about God raising you up. I mean, promote what you have. Promotion. 
You can have a great product, but if you never promote it, nobody knows. Nobody buys. Nobody uses your service. Now, uh, I don't know what the budget is this year, but it was last year's Super Bowl. Companies were spending last year $5 million per 30 seconds. $5 million per 30 seconds to promote their products and services. Now you say $5 million, but they saw the potential. And the cost was minuscule compared to the potential. The single largest viewed event on the earth year after year. So we might balk at $5 million. They're saying that's nothing compared to that can bring us $120 million. So he said, go sell the oil. So now here's this lady with a house full of oil. If she don't promote it, it's going to sit there. Y'all missed what I said. She got a house full of oil. But if she doesn't promote it, it's going to just be sitting there, a house full of oil, still in debt, and here come the creditors. It's going to take away her two sons. And the oil will go rancid. Because it's, it's olive oil. It's anointed olive oil. You can't just sit there with all this inventory in your house. You got to promote it. Tell somebody, which means that they, they had to go out there and tell everybody, hey, uh, because, you know, these, these boys weren't, they ain't have no bicycles to put a pot of oil on. <sighs> oil, oil, we got your oil here. Get you. Remember back, you used to have a man riding the street, Georgia sweet potatoes. How many of y'all grew up in St. Pete? We used to have people ride around the town with a big old pickup truck full of watermelons or full of sweet potatoes. Georgia sweet potatoes. Right? These boys didn't have that. So they got to go and promote. Hey, if anybody needs oil, we have oil here over at 2361 7th Avenue South. You come over here, we have some oil. We have fresh oil, vessels of oil. Come get it. Now, see, y'all, y'all not excited about this part here. You just want all a miracle. You just want just a miracle. Just God do your part. God has said, I already did my part. Now you got to do your part. I'm not going to promote it for you. But what I will do is create a demand for what you have. To mean create a demand. How in the world do they find all that, that many empty vessels in the first place? Y'all missed it. How do they find that many empty vessels in the first place? God, that meant people needed because theirs was empty. understand how God's trying to set you up and he'll put a demand for what you have you I mean to her remember when the man first asked her do you have anything of sale value she said all I have is this jar of oil in other words that jar of oil was invaluable to her it was like there's a little bit of oil but what was such a little thing to her 
to those people out there. It, it became the hot item. It became the hot item. It became, oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? But you can't understand. You got to go tell somebody, I have oil for sale. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's, that's marketing, promotion. I'm not good at that. That's why you have a team. You find somebody in the body of Christ who is good at that, who doesn't mind getting on social media. I, I don't know about social media. There are people who that's, that, that's all they do is social media, who they'll promote your product, promote your service, build your website. They'll advertise for you. They'll make flyers for you. They'll, so they got people, you know, there's a business of, that people have just running and putting, door, putting flyers on doors. I don't have no business. Do you like to exercise? I just like to exercise. You know how much exercise you can get going from door to door in a neighborhood, putting door hangers on a door, and get paid to do it? There are people who are in the door hanging business. And the reason they're doing that is because the people who have the product or service don't want to do that. Or don't have time, or they can't. We're about to say promotion. promotion. Isn't that how we get people saved? Yes. We promote Jesus. Yes. Now, if we don't open our mouths, you think how are people gonna get saved? That's why we gotta go witness and tell people about Jesus. Yes. We're promoting the kingdom. Yes. We have a product. It's called salvation. Yes. It's called righteousness. Yes. It's called peace. Yes. It's called joy in the Holy Ghost. And the more we promote it, the more people are, oh. Right? So when you have a product or service, especially something God has given you, now you just got to promote it. Or what if people don't want it? He's going to create a demand for it. If he gave it to you, he didn't give it to you for you to sit in your garage. He gave it to you to get out there. <sighs> Somebody say promotion. promotion. You got to sell the oil. Remember I gave you this scripture last week, Proverbs 21, verse 20. Oh, Lord, I'm out of time. Uh, the Proverbs 21, verse 20 says, there's desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. There's what kind of uh, oil? Treasure? Desirable. Desirable. So that means that people will desire something that you have. Don't squander it by letting it sit there and go rancid. Proverbs 31, verse 18. Remember the, the uh, virtuous woman? Everybody want to be a virtuous, all the women want to be a virtuous woman. Men don't want to be a virtuous woman. Right? I said, right? Okay. We want to be men of valor, men of valor. Notice what it says. She perceives that her merchandise is good. She perceives that her merchandise is good. 
She said, I got something good here. She made a sweet potato pie and said, mm, that's good. When you, now it's a poor fraud that don't praise his own pawn anyway. Now you got at least if now if you don't like it, then definitely don't sell it. But if, you say, mm, "That's nasty." Taste that. No, no. <laughs> she perceives. Do you perceive that your merchandise is good? Do you perceive that you have something good to offer? And when she does, it says her lamp doesn't go out by night. She says, you know what, let me work on this. Let me develop this. Let me do some research on how do, how do I package this? How do I package it? How do I, how do I prepare it to ship? How do I prepare it to, 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 to go everywhere? How do, I, how do I develop this? Let me, let me get... Get a handful of people to do a market test. Let me, let me, let me have you test it out. Yeah. I like my pie. Will you taste it, taste it, taste it, taste it, taste it, taste it. Give me your opinion. Just write it down. Let me, let me, let me kind of work this. Give me, just get some feedback until it's not just good, but it's great. Yeah. You got one of people say, mm, mm. Right? Whatever it is. Give me verse 24, 24, 24. Then notice what is this. She makes linen garments. It's the same lady. Same lady. She makes linen garments and stores them. <laughs> this is not a hobby. Yes, you're not making them to wear them. Now, if she is wearing them, she's wearing them to display. I think you should at least wear your own stuff. There's a little kid, uh, he's got to be probably about 13, 14 years old now. He, he started a company called Spurgo. You ever heard of this little boy? Spurgo, young, young, young boy. He started his company. I, he, he, he started a company with his birthday money one year. And now he's, he's, he's known among stars. He's about 14 years old now making good money. He's, I mean, doing very well with hoodies and shirts and everything, Spurgo. And uh, he said something. He said, I only wear my product. I'm only wearing my product. I'm not going to somebody. I'm not going to advertise for somebody else. I only wear my product. What is he doing? He's promoting. He sees his merchandise is good. Okay? So she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Now, let's switch to the passion, no, to the Amplified, this same verse here. Verse 20, 24, the Amplified Bible. See what it says. She makes, now this is good. She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. That's what I wanted you to see. She leads others to buy them. Notice it didn't say here in Amplified, which Amplified amplifies it, right? Didn't just say she sells them. It says she leads others to buy them, which means she markets it. She promotes it. She presents it in a way to say, hey, this is good. I know it's good. It's kind of like, kind of like if, you're gonna, if you're a cook and you want to sell something, you make your little video and you say, mm-mm-mm. Right? 
I mean, you're going to eat it and you're going you're gonna to just, I mean, ham it up. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I know you those, those things have me messed up. Y'all got it? Okay, that's all I want you to see on that one. Let's, let's, let's do this last one because we're, we're past time already. Is this worth your time, though? Because I'm done with this after tonight. So she, she leads others to buy them. So when he said, go sell your oil, they had to go lead other people to buy it. Promote it. Talk about it. Get a sample of this oil. Now, this oil was good oil. You know this is some good oil. This is better of olive oil than they've ever had. So they probably had little free samples or something. I mean, just come on, use your imagination with me now. Little free samples, this was, which is good. That's, that's part of promotion. That's part of promotion. That's why you walk through the mall. You want Tyson? Father, forgive me. I can't do that. X that part out. Come on now, drug dealers know that. Drug dealers will give a free hit. I've always said, boy, if I can get drug dealers saved, Boy, they know business. You got to show them how to do this thing God's way and not the devil's way. Because they know business. All right, last thing. Possessions, preparation, potential, partnership, protection, promotion. The last one is prosperity. In 2 Kings 4, Verse 7, then she came and told a man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your son shall live on the rest. Now, this is prosperity. Okay? Because the whole reason she came to him, Laquanda, I heard you, this is, this is, you're exactly on it. The whole reason she came to him was because they had a debt issue. So when the miracle comes, don't go on vacation. Don't go buy a new car. No, you came and the reason God blessed you was to get out of this debt. Now, that, that was her issue. That may not be your issue. I'm talking about her. You, some of y'all are already out of debt. You just, whatever. I'm, I'm just talking about her issue. So he said, the first thing you do is when you sell the oil, now use the proceeds to pay your debt. And the part I want you to see, live on the rest. Which that meant God was thinking beyond her need. She came needing Debt relief, but God blessed her beyond debt relief because God is God of more than enough. God is not a God of just enough or not enough. 
He's a God of more than enough. Than enough. He's a God of too much. I said he's the God of too much. And he's going to think way beyond her debt need. This miracle saved her life and saved her son's lives. But it didn't just save their lives, it changed their lives. Because they had been used to living on the debt system their whole lives. Sitting at home in a mortgaged house, watching a TV that's been financed, on furniture that's got payments on it, on time. Their whole life is about debt. And when the breadwinner leaves, dad has gone to heaven. Now they're stuck. And God says, I don't want you ever living like that anymore. I don't want you ever stuck in that system anymore. So not only am I going to get you out of debt. Remember, he brings those out those who are bound into prosperity. So not only does he pay their debt off, and she has to be obedient and pay the debt off, call her creditors. Hey, Mr. Creditor, come on, come on, come on, come on. You, can you imagine her, her swag now? The phone rings this time. Hello? And I know some of y'all, if you were like me, that phone ring and you like. I mean, if you were ever in debt like me and just, I mean, debt. And some of the debt you couldn't pay, you just like. Now the phone ring. Hello. How you doing? So imagine this woman. Creditors call. Got my money. Come and find out. Right? She probably got a little stinking attitude now. Come and find out. No, no, she don't. No, she don't. She's experienced a miracle. She's in the joy of the Lord right here. So she's going, she's, he said, go and sell your oil, pay your debt. Then he says, you and your sons live on the rest. So he got beyond her need into a place of prosperity. In John 10, verse 10, in the Passion Translation, y'all know John 10, 10, I'll come to do my life, life, more, life more abundantly. But in the Passion Translation, Jesus says this. This is how it's quoted here. I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. That's what he wants to give us. He's going to go way beyond our need. Way beyond our need. Way beyond our need. Thank you, Lord. Now, what I want you to see is this. This, this is a, a, my final business point. Okay? Proverbs 24, verse 27. This is very important because he, 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 he taught her this here. It says this, prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Now listen to me. One of the mistakes people make in business, we see it happen over and over again, is they go in business and they start making money, but they start living off the money first. They start living off of it. 
They start, they start increasing their living. They, you know, they start feeling rather than finish building the outside work. The whole point of the scripture here, here is set everything up first. Then take care of yourself. Which means you have to reinvest and reinvest and build and keep pumping in and keep pumping in and keep letting God tell you do this and do that before you start I'm going to do something for myself. Mm, there's not, no, no excitement in the air right now. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. What's the point here? That the work in the field is going to take care of the house. Y'all got it? See? Thank you, Lord. One of the things that a lot of people do when they start churches is you, you, you launch out an evangelism first and before you build a church. Why? Because you don't need a building and ain't no people in it. Right? That's what this scripture is telling us. You do all the outside work first, then you build a house. So many times what happens is people who are, who are evangelists many times become pastors. Some of them not by God because they just did that. But many times they become pastors because they've, they've done all the outside work first. And then they build a house. So the same thing applies even in business. That you have to do do the, the legwork. Get something established first before you buy a yacht. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people go, go buying, you know, brand new chunk off the first weekend of sales. You ain't, wait, 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 wait. You got you to gotta re-up. <laughs> you got to expand. Do you make it fit for yourself? Then you can kick back once everything is set up and now you have general managers. Huh? You got people handling these things for you. Now you can, you can chill out in the house. See? He said, you got the money now, sell the oil, pay your debt. Business first. Handle your business first. And then, then he said, then you and your sons live on the rest. God brought enough for them to now live. This meant that she and her sons never had to borrow again. Now, you may think I'm going too far when I say this, but this is just my opinion. I believe I'm right. They didn't have to work again. Not if he said live on the rest. They didn't have to work at all. The mama, the sons. Now, if the sons got married, brought somebody else in, had kids, that might have changed thing. I don't know. I don't know. I just know what they said, live on the rest. Pastor, how is all this possible? Miracle business. See, it's when you follow the Holy Ghost 
I think one of the things that's happened that's so tragic is people have pushed the Holy Ghost outside. They limit the Holy Ghost to just church. But you got to bring the Holy Ghost into every affair of your life. Let him lead you in every affair of your life, everything in your life. Because that's when miracles begin to pop off. And God will take you from nothing to something. Nothing to everything. From bondage into prosperity. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Put those hands together tonight and give God a praise. If you receive that tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's what God had given me for you all right at the beginning of this year to get you all kicked off. And this year is a lot in store. So you're not sitting, yeah, waiting, not waiting on stimulus checks and waiting on what, what Biden going to do while he's in office. He got, he got a couple of months, I think, going to be in office. Until the spring, at least. He'll, he'll be in, I think around the spring, he'll be out. It was prophesied years ago, many years ago. Prophesied years ago, we'd have two presidents. They actually let that happen by mistake. Y'all know that? Yeah, it actually happened. Uh, just just last last Wednesday when Biden was inaugurated, he was inaugurated 12 minutes early, which meant President Trump was still president when Biden became president. So they were actually both presidents at the same time. So you, you saw even a time, natural time fulfillment of that prophecy. How many of y'all have heard of Kim Clement? He prophesied that years ago. He said, he prophesied the spring of the year, we see, he said, they say, well, what do we ha- what do we do now? Because now we'll have two presidents. <laughs> anyway, but if you're n- my, my point is is God don't want you sitting there waiting on Trump or Biden or whoever. He don't want you on nobody. It's you and him. If you hear him. Then it wouldn't matter if the wrong person or a person you don't like saying that for the next eight years. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter to you and God. God will prosper you in the middle of a famine, of a matter of a drought. See, God is God is big. God is too big for a political party. For an administration, God's too big for that. Amen. You're gonna prosper anyhow. Amen. Praise God. Well, I tr- trust that you've been blessed with these six messages. Yes. I always come in thinking it's going to be one. But I think by the first one, I knew it was going to be two. I don't know it was going to be six. So we got the six in, so God will lead us. Listen, this coming Sunday, Apostle Philip Derber is going to be here uh, to minister to us. It's going to be a great time. Two miracle services. Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., for our first miracle service, and then Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m., I'm inviting everybody to be here. Uh, please come out on Sunday night, too. It's going to be good. In fact, I have some other uh, pastors that are going to come out, and they said they'll try to bring some of their congregations out here uh, Sunday night to be a part of that uh, Sunday night miracle service. It's going to be a great time uh, here, just one day only, but two services. So we want to be a part of that and enjoy what God is going to do in this place um, this weekend. Amen? Praise God. Want to remind everybody that we do constantly have our prayer line available, uh, 727-893-8888. If you ever need prayer, don't wait till Sunday or Wednesday. You can call uh, seven days a week and get prayer uh, when you need it. 
Also, our ground school continues to uh, meet each Sunday over in Building 2 right next door. And then uh, also want to uh, let everybody know that tonight after service, we do have some remaining school supplies that are available. Uh, they're in the back hallway. So if you need school supplies for your children for here for the second semester, uh, they can, you can get those. They're free of charge. They've been donated to the church. We're so thankful for that. And so stop by and grab those school supplies. Either your kids or other kids you may know of as well, uh, make sure they are properly supplied. Worst thing you can do is go to school and not have what you need. Back in the day, we used to have the school store. How many of y'all remember the school store growing up? Just go there, boy, the school store. They don't, they, don't, they don't have school stores anymore, do they? So you got to have what you, what you need when you show up on campus. Amen. Oh, they can borrow my office? Oh, buy them? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, praise God. But we, we got what you need. Thank you. The Lord has supplied. Stand to your feet. Let's get ready to be dismissed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is a miracle-working God. We've entered the year of miracles, the era of miraculous. We're going to see miracles demonstrated in every area of our lives that are going to get the world's attention because God wants people saved. He wants people in his kingdom. Amen? He'll use us for that. Hallelujah. Father, tonight, thank you again for this time that we've been in your presence. Thank you so much, Father, for the word. I pray that the things that have been shared, that you gave me to share with your people, that, God, that they will really settle in each heart so that your people, Father, will not be people of excuses and reasons for this and reasons for that, but people, Father, who accept the grace of God that you put upon us to do things beyond our own ability. You're the God who enables us by your grace to go beyond our natural ability, our natural understanding, our natural education, Father, and God, you're the supernatural God. So we will be children, sons of God, who are led by the Spirit of God. So bless each person. Bless each household. Bless us, God, as we go out and do your business, most importantly. Hallelujah. Your business of winning souls. Your business, Father, of bringing men and women, boys and girls, into the kingdom of God. And Father, we know that alongside that, Lord, you said that, Father, you are our abundant compensation. You pay so well. God, you bless us. You are, Lord, the reward of our inheritance. We thank you, Father, tonight that your people, Lord, walk in abundant great rewards. And I pray, Father, as we go from this place, that as we are walking in your spirit, you'll lead us and guide us in the way we should go, that, God, you'll keep us protected and safe from all sorts of danger, terrorism and uh, car accidents and viruses. God, we're not moved by any of those things. We're shielded. We're protected, and we thank you for it. Bring us back this weekend. We pray, Lord, for Apostle Derber and Mama Berta that you give them a safe flight in tomorrow night, Father, that you bless them and protect them, Father, keep them safe. And we pray, that Father, that they'd have an enjoyable time while they're here on vacation. But, Lord, we break that vacation for one day, and we draw out of them, Lord, what you've placed in them, Lord, miracles, signs, wonders, revelation, knowledge. Let it come and move mightily in this place on Sunday. We're so glad that you're our God, and we're glad that, you, that we are your children. Continue to keep us. We'll continue to give you all the praise and the glory and honor for all these things we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 God bless you. We love you so much. Have a great night.